Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Michael's a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15. 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is Jay Foreman, DP, old school. Brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients and butcher shop, located at 84th and Havelock, every type of meat, every type of cut. We are live out here at Buffalo Wings and Rings of 40th and Old Cheney. It's customer appreciation day, 59 cent wings all day. I just hit me off about five or six and strict eight all mine. <laughs> five dollar pitchers of beer all day. Doors are open to six. They've been open since 1030. Uh, we are out here. Plenty of going on. You know, plenty of uh, TVs out here to see what's going on. Good vibes. Good people. It's all good in the hood, but I want to ask you, DP. I just saw where Tyler Hero is officially ruled out for Game Three, and obviously this is on the cusp of the Miami Heat going to Denver and uh, beating them. I think this is the first time that they lost at home. Has it changed? I think it changed the magnitude of the finals, right? Kind of woke everybody up. The Miami Heat are for real, but has it changed your assessment of the Heat, who could win, how it could go? Or was it Miami Heat overexerted himself and lucked up and got a win? How do you foresee it going uh, moving moving forward? Because the Heat are at home right now and back in regular elevation. What do you expect uh, moving forward, especially the next two games? Well, I'll quote our, our buddy Diddy Green. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> In, in, the Heat in, or the in, Denver? In every aspect, that both teams are exactly who we thought they were. Yeah. These are the two best teams in the NBA. Um, they're playing the best basketball right now. The Nuggets, before their loss the other night, was playing at a level that nobody else was playing at. The Heat, in order to get to the finals and figure out how to beat the Celtics, uh, and then playing in game one. And as you said earlier, sometimes you win the game in another way. Yeah. They won game two the night before. before. Yeah, the game right? before. The, 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 well, the night before is that night where you get to re- Set your body. Right. Your body gets react gets acclimated to the, to, to, to the to the elevation. Uh, your body also acknowledges the time difference because yep. being from Miami and then having you know, going to Denver and having to deal with that. Yep. So you get altitude and time management, and then the responsibility of being in the NBA Finals. Right. First time of having to deal with tickets and fans and social media and diet on the road in Denver because right. you only go to Denver once a year. So you don't know who's catering the meal. You know, we've right. heard the Jordan stories of getting oh, bad yeah. pizza yeah, yeah. and dealing with that sort of stuff. Do you trust the hotels? Uh, do you bring your own caterers? All those things have to be learned in the first night. And then the second night, Pat Riley figured out overnight. Eric Spolstra figured out overnight. 
we must do something different. You can't copy failure. You have to you have to change. So they made subtle adjustments, and the most difficult thing to to to, to defend is when you don't know where people are going to be. Right. So from an offensive side, for the Nuggets to attack, if they know where the Heat going to be and how they're going to defend each set, then they know how to attack it. Next possession, uh, next read, next rotation. The Heat did an exceptional thing. One trip down, they apexed Joker and, and the shooters on the wing. The next time down, they went straight double on Joker and made him get rid of the ball and made the shooter – have to make the play. Right. Next trip down, they made they chased the shooter off the three spot that they were comfortable in shooting and made him shoot from a different spot. Right. The next time down, they went zone. Their ability to change and to be fully trained in and accepting the coaching, that sort of game management requires pros. Right. It requires five defenders at all times who are willing to communicate and be aware of what their teammates are doing. Because remember, if you're sitting, you're player number nine, and you come off the bench, you better know where you are in the rotation. Yep. You better know what, okay, what are we doing now? And if you're sitting on the bench joking with your boy, yep. instead of paying attention, you're going to get on the floor. Highsmith figured that out, that, oh, my goodness, I can't go in the game not being aware of yep. where I am. They're not asking me to do what they asked me to do in game one. It's a whole new game. I expect the same thing in game three. You copy success, not failure. I expect the Heat to do more of the same. Well, you got to. I think the Heat are going to see if they if they adjusted right, well, and they're going to see if Jamal Murray comes out and tries to be the lead dog, like mm-hmm. kind of in Game One, right, where the Joker was heavy in the assist and not very on, you know, very active on the offense side, and then kind of was the second, and then he was the, you know, he was the closer. On the flip side with Denver, I just saw where you know Coach Malone challenges players about effort. So what he's expecting them to come out and match their physicality, uh, getting to loose balls, and will the Heat continue to be at a, at a level of physicality and effort that they were in game two? Can they replicate it in game three? Was well, it effort or energy? In your mind, well, was I'm it going effort? Off what he said. I, I think it was I, I think it was a, a little bit of Denver be, having a double-digit lead, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can be up by 10 or 11 points in football and not understanding that you still have three quarters. This team can really get it going. And Miami Heat shot so much, so bad the first game. You, you kind of came in and say, it may be forecasted, okay, maybe if they shoot a little bit better, we'll still beat them. Well, Miami Heat stayed true to what they were doing, got some stops, got hot. And they got was, free throws. Yep, and Duncan Robinson <laughs> had those 12 points. And at that point in time where he had those 12 points, he had more points than Denver in total. That's how you're able to – that's how you, you lose a lead not only lose a lead, but then you're now losing the game and then it takes you, you know, a, a, a kind of a hellacious run to get back in the game, which is all for, it's like fool's gold, right? Whereas you look at game one for Miami and this, who knows what's going to happen in game three to where even though Denver, you know, looked really good on offense. Now they'll tell you they didn't really play up to their standard offense. That's a little bit of Miami, but they looked really good on offense, but they never blew out the game. Right, Miami. Let him stay in it. Shot horrible, no free throws. But what it do? Got stops. Almost had almost ninety, almost a hundred shots. Right. So what they, what the Miami did is said, look, it really wasn't that bad. We're actually doing some good things, but we're going to do better at what we did before. But this is what we're going to add to it. It's going to be, I think, the chess match between Malone versus Spolstra slash Riley, Alonzo Mourning, 
is going to be a huge factor. I didn't think it would be this much of a factor. I think it's going to be a huge factor because those three, as far as with the Miami Heat, and just take Spolstra and Riley, are going to be are going to try to coach themselves to a NBA championship. Whereas and Den- morning, I like that you added Alonzo Morning to it. And whereas Denver thinks that we got two top twenty players, superstars, and then two other subsidiaries superstars that we can overwhelm you not only with our pace, but then also our athletic ability and our players. It didn't ring true last game. How do you adjust? Now that's a now as as long of a flight was it was from Boston to Denver. It's a longer flight from Denver to Miami, knowing that you just got beat at home. So you got a chink in the armor and knowing that the Miami Heat are going to bring, it's probably going to be a whiteout, right? And you're going to have DJ, DJ College, yep. Floyd Mayweather, everybody's yep. going to be at the game. Now you go on the road with a little bit of doubt. It's different, DP. You know this. You've and been South Beach. Well, that too. But I think Denver's a team that's been locked in all year, right? So, but here's what, here's, here's what. Getting on that plane, regardless of how you got the 2-0, mm-hmm. is different than getting on the plane one-on-one and you just lost. Losing it's, at home. Right. It's also different getting on that plane one and one and you won the last Denver won the last game versus say they lost the first game and say Miami played way out of their league and they, they hit a whole bunch of threes. They shot 40. Right? They did everything. Right. That's a difference. They're getting on that game, getting on that plane. They're a confident team, right? They've been the best and most consistent team all year, but look, anything can happen in the NBA finals. And also their go-to, which was their like, you know, everybody like like Nolan Ryan, he has that fastball, right? That fastball got hit, that home, home run. Mario and o, o Rivera, right? Into Sandman comes in, right? Somebody from Arizona Diamondbacks hits a home run on you. You lose a little bit of luster like that. Then you go on a road, the doubt creeps in. Then you have a coach question your effort when actually the players are probably like, look, we just got beat. We actually were playing hard. <laughs> I was I was surprised by the, by the by the take, right? That that oh effort. No. I, 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 I was surprised. They like, got they, first of all, they got beat and they got out coached. That part, I fully, I would have they, more. They faith, more got out coached than beat. I would have more faith in Denver if Malone had simply said, "My bad, I've got to do better in getting us prepared to handle this stuff. I will make sure that we're ready for Miami Game Three. He then instead turned on his players. He threw his players under the bus, yeah. and that to me. We'll see look, how they respond. That's yeah. a new – That's a new. look, all of this, is as, as poised as they've been, Jay, NBA Finals is different. It, it does. Look, you – look, what, the Golden State Warriors have won what, 73 games? Yep. Okay, 73 games and then win an NBA championship. Who beat them? There they are, sitting there looking around. LeBron and the Cavaliers, who were fourth in the in the East, right? And, 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 and so forth and so on. So, I, you know – I, what I think is, I'm going to go back to game one. I was more surprised that Miami didn't play matchup zone and zone more in that first game yeah. to kind of curtail a run, whereas they played man, obviously. They played 2-3 zone, and then they played a little bit of a box and one in matchup zone. I'll, let me ask at you. At different this. parts of the game. Right. Let me ask you this. In game two. You as a coach, and you've been in enough basketball coaching situations to answer the question. Would you rather a team go on a run with twos or threes? Well, it, 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 me coach, me on offense or me on defense? 
you as a you're the head coach yeah. and you're the de- defensive team. get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I would, it's hard to say hitting threes, I'd rather, because I, I think eventually it's going to stop. I feel like when a team is just fast-breaking you to death, picking and rolling you to death, dribble-driving, back-cutting you, finishing at the rim, put-back dunks, three, you know, and ones, they're they're just destroying the, the fabric of what you say that you are as a basketball team. Like if somebody somebody hits a mid-range jumper, they're not going to fist pump. Right. They're not, the crowd's not going to get hyped. Right. They're going to do that. If they hit the three – Everybody's giving yeah, the signals. The crowd's pumped a little bit. Then they do it again, and it, it elevates. Right. I always – I was a little surprised. The zone allows you to at least match up on the three. Right. The rotation of it was important. Right. When you do it. Right. Go zone to stop a run. You know what? I got two wing shooters that's hot. You know what? I need to get there. I need to close yeah, out. Make them shoot three. Make, or make them, them shoot Or get twos. them off the line. Yeah, run them off the line. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, Denver lost their way a little bit. I think some of the things that were so good of Michael Porter Jr. throughout the year, really, but some of the things that frustrated people in Denver for, for the last, you know, you know, few years showed their ugly head in, in game three. I think Jamal Murray obviously got hot towards the end, hit a couple threes, but for pretty much for three three quarters and three quarters of the last quarter, he was deed up and non-existent, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Gordon did okay, but I think sometimes Gordon can get you 20, but you don't want it to be an overexertion 20, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, he could cost you. <laughs> what, what I, here's what I mean. You want his 20. Transition threes, lobs, that's where you want his 10 to 16 points. When you want, when you try to get it out on, a, on the wing for him and, and – and he can't drive where he's got to, you know, pull up jumper, step back jump. That's not his game right now. And really, to be honest with you, it was his game in Orlando, but that's not been his role since he's been in Denver. So I think one of the things that Michael Malone has to get back to, he has to really respect Spolstra and them in the zone, in the matchup zone. He has to respect all the players that aren't the high-profile ones. And then he also has to really take a deep dive in to his offensive system, finding a way to get to it by going around the way. Right. If 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 Miami wants to throw the matchup zone up to him, okay. Well, we got Joker in the middle. He's seven foot one. We got Porter Jr. that's six foot ten, and we got Gordon that's either six foot nine or six foot eight. We're not sure. <laughs> well, well, he he's a big dude, right? <laughs> throw a two three zone at them as well, right? Don't just sit back and let Miami dictate and, and be able to run every single you know defense that Pat Riley can think of from Jim Boheim to the. Hoya Paranoia for yep. John Thompson yep. to the Amoeba defense or right. whatever they want to do. Right. Well, let's give you a little bit of taste of your own medicine. Because at the end of the day, it's giving just as much as Denver's thinking about it right now and we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. It'll give the Miami Heat and that coaching staff, whether it's a timeout or halftime, right, or in between a TV timeout, 
They got to adjust. They got to think about it. And it shortens the run. It's too easy right now for Miami to try to find different ways to dictate the pace of the game. Yeah. Whereas Denver is like, okay, we're going to run you out of the gym and you could be fooled by a facade that you did it in the first game, but what you really didn't. Because when you when you think about it, when a team, DP, let me ask you this, when a team has 93 shots, right? 93 shots in the NBA Finals game. That's crazy. What team would you think, if I just said you know, a piece of paper? 93 one, versus 79. Who's the ninety-three? Who's, who's the team that played with a higher pace? Yeah, 93 roll. Right. But they just couldn't hit a broad side of a barn. And they didn't get a call. Didn't get a call. They didn't get a right. call. Here's where. Here's the other thing that showed up, and I. this is when I circled that the game, Denver can't come back. Three consecutive possessions defensively. Joker got called for fouls, and after each of them, he spent the larger port- portion of the next possession Ar- arguing. arguing. The foul, right. And I said, "That's the immaturity. Right. That's the difference. That's Butler has a plan. Right. Miami has a plan. Right. I'm not sure when friction happens for Denver. Well, how they, they were at. right in in one of the fouls, Joker might have had a." A, a, a great. Well, all of them were legit, but the one that I mean, he came down and just slapped Bam upside the head. Right, it's, and, it's and, and the that's p- the only one you didn't argue. I'm going to argue that one. Say it's an accident. Just keep <laughs> playing. Right. Keep or playing. Or the ref calls the ball, you know, off you, and it might have been on you and all that. You can't, you know. I think sometimes Denver has been so successful at home that they're so used to getting every call that it's like, you know, the world is ending if you don't get a call. I, you know, and for me, it's not obviously it's not comparable coaching AAU basketball club basketball but sometimes when you see and you play against teams that have ran over teams and then they play against teams that actually going to meet you with force that are well coached that aren't going to back down you see that sometimes you see it a lot where they're used to getting all the calls they're used to rolling out there going on a run and teams just fold up well a team will run right back at you and not fold you'll see these teams they, they think they're there's an obligatory whistle that's always in your favor Denver has to get back to what has made them the most consistent team all year. And they're going to, you know, if they want it, they'll win it. But if they sit back and and don't go take it, Miami is poised to take it. They got all the calls in game one. Right. So you're taught that the officials are going to call. Once you learn how they're going to call it, you play that way. Right. Well, Joker was playing the way they called game one. Right. And they weren't giving it to him and it wasn't working. He was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Now I got to go outside myself. I got to get 40. Yeah. Oh, you, you gone against what worked, and now you're creating other situations. Right. And Th- you're not playing against Anthony Davis because, that- because here's why. Joker could get that 30, you know, 16 and whatever against the Lakers. Anthony Davis is only going to give you 10 and whatever. Well, Bam said, okay, what? Okay, you're going to get yours. But on this defensive end when you're on defense, you're going to work some because I'm taking you off the rim. And I'm running the I'm running the court, so I'm not getting tired, and I'm making everybody else try to defend me. They Gordon, emptied his tank on the defensive Gordon, end. Gordon, you want to come over and try to stop me to dunk? Take that with you. Yeah. So they, I, they I got empty. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I still think Denver will you know eventually pull it out, um, but I am I, I'm, I, I'm a little shocked at the way that they played when they were up, because I like to see teams. When you're up by eight, nine points, put the dagger in the heart. It looked like they relaxed. They started to get too happy with the threes. They started to expect calls. They started to look at the scoreboard. And what I mean by that is, okay, we're up by, say we're say me and you're on a team, and we're up by 16. You come down one pass, shoot a three. I can take oh, that shot because we, we have Okay, well, 16. then they come back and hit a three. Oh, we're still up by 12. Well, the next thing you know, 
after four minutes, you only up by two. Then they get an and one. Next thing you know, we're we're, we're losing the game. You just described the, 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 the that second quarter, right? And then now me and you are looking at each other. Well, what happened? Now we're in a dog fight, and we hadn't really played basketball to our capabilities for the last twenty minutes. And so, well, it's it's the Jay Foreman coaching thing. What do you do when you when you have success? That tells you right. what the result's going to be. Yep. Are you are you loyal to what you did to get that success? Right. Or do you get fancy and do you get cute yeah. and hurt yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes and, and, and how the things adjust. You know, I think it's a weird day. You know, today's Tuesday, right? Yeah. The Chiefs just went to the, to the, the White House. Yeah. We, we had the stuff with Liv. Yeah. Uh, we got the Nebraska satellite camp, and there's a huge mega camps all across the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, Major League Baseball is, is heating up, mm-hmm. and we got the College World Series right on the cusp. There's a lot going on on a and Tuesday. The college softball world in the series. College Softball World Series, and you got the championship game. Uh-huh. Florida State against Oklahoma, yeah. five four. Oklahoma has been a juggernaut. Yeah, but they only Florida State is not going to back down. Fifty one straight wins. Right, but you don't want to be stuck at fifty one. Not now. Not now. Not we now. can lose next year. Not matter of fact, yeah, right. Matter of fact, I want to win. I want to win two more games, <laughs> right. and we lose right. next year the first game. Over the game, just have it. Yeah, this uh, is forfeit. Right, we'll take the, the L. You yeah. do not want to go all the way to this cusp. Can I ask you which one are you currently enjoying more, softball or baseball? I really, you know, to be honest with you, <laughs> um, when my daughter played softball, and then we went to Nebraska. And, you know, uh, Squire, John Squire, he's a call, or calls in. He's a great contributor. Yeah. I went to a softball. I really like watching softball. Yeah. It's a, it's action-packed. It's exciting. Um, you know, they play the right way. I, I like it, right? So, right now, I would say softball, just number one, because Oklahoma is on a, on a tear. But then I think Florida State was close last year. Can they get over the hump? They lost at Oklahoma 5-4. to four. Can they do the unthinkable? Tennessee thought they were close. Tennessee thought this was their time. They thought it, but they didn't, they oh. didn't. They thought it, but they didn't think it. That's oh. a difference. Because oh. the thought. See, here's the thing about thinking or think or think or having a thought versus thinking it. Uh. A thought is it sounds cool. Uh. It's great when we sit back and say all this stuff. When you really think it, that means you believe it. Does well, Florida State believe? Well, that 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 plane ride home last night was something terrible. Yeah, man, and the only thing that made it worse is there's some turbulence. Oh my goodness! You know, DP, we talked that you. T- I heard you talk about drop the T's. You know, and we're in the next segment. We're going to talk about a couple things that I potentially have going on, uh-huh. so forth. But when I, I had it written we, down on paper. We, I, I, we, I was we did our first teed up for you. First yeah. podcast of Inside the Huddle, which yeah. will cover replay of the game, college football, interviews, so forth and so on. I talked about the biggest thing that the staff and players need to do. Right, because not every day you're not you're not going to have your best stuff, but the intention you have to be un- intent on being great. That's how you're able to get through these dog days right here, right? Yep. yep. Ninety two degrees, ninety something humidity, and do it day after day after day. Because my intent is to do the right thing. Let's get and it. And that's how you overcome obstacles. That's how you don't have that bumpy ride home. We, I, I'm going to say this, and and Austin, if you'll. Chime in here, and I need to say, let this know. So I got the text that we will have another Husker Hall of Famer here at Buffalo Wings and Rings. So what I think we when we go to break and right. come back, we should go short so that the long segment gets the Hall Ooh, of Fame. We, we need that. to hear more mm-hmm. from two Hall of Famers 
than DP in a Hall of Fame. Okay. So okay, we'll we go short. We'll go to break. We'll go short, and then we'll come back. All good in the hood, man. This is old school going to break. We're going to be right back. Jay Foreman, DP from Wings and Rings. We'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.